Hi. Welcome to the podcast where we talk about um, shows that we like and shows that we sometimes like. <laughs> I don't know why I decided to do this intro, but here we are. It's BFG Goggles. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. Welcome. Uh, <laughs> uh, what's it called? So today we have like a really um, fun special episode. We're currently, um, you know, we're going to talk about just like two shows that we uh, enjoyed. Mm. Um, <clears throat> one is um, Campfire Cooking with My Absurd Skill. Um, and then the other one is the second season of, um, well, I call her Shield Girl, but it's like you tie, tie, like I don't want to get hurt. Um, long title. Mm. Um, <laughs> but, you know, there's Shield Hero and there's Shield Girl. And if you know, you know, you know. Uh, <laughs> these are like shows that like they're just kind of fun shows without a lot of subtlety necessarily and so you're just kind of we're just enjoying them for what they have to offer mm. um does that feel like a good summary francesca in in tandem yeah like like about the shows yeah yeah absolutely that's totally like the global picture i feel like yeah um and so it's like you know uh, we know that uh, some of you have seen the things we talked about, and then some of you haven't. And what we don't know is if any of you have decided to watch something because we've talked about it. So here are two shows that, if you're looking for um, recommendations from us, um, we would recommend just for the pure pleasure of them, mm -hmm. um, for different reasons. Mm. So a great place to start would just be to talk about um, them in the order that I described them in, which is campfire cooking with an, uh, with my absurd skill, mm. and then talk about Shield Girl. Yeah. Um, after whatever. Um, this is this. I know we've done kind of comparison shows in the past where we compare and contrast to a series. Um, maybe that's only happened once, but this is not really going to be a compare and contrast. <laughs> right. <laughs> we just decided that we'd probably want to talk about them for like a full length episode, so why not mm. talk about them for both halves? But there is some, um, <clears throat> I would say that there is some overlap in theme, although it's it's maybe not like it's not so disparate that it like that a com a contrast is warranted. It's kinda, right. <laughs> they're like you know. 30% cool gray and 50% cool gray. It's like they're actually probably in the same spectrum and on the same, like, um, uh, um, tone? Wait, warmth? Wait, what am I saying? Yeah. I don't know. Whatever the HSB, <laughs> like, rating is, I'm telling you that it is, like, either cool or warm and on the same, like, degree of axis. And it's a little too close to call, so, but they, they're, like, um, bonded in a, in a way yeah i was gonna say that they're play cousins yeah exactly <laughs> that is exactly what it is they are play cousins <laughs> beautiful wonderful um yeah so let's talk about um campfire cooking i haven't thought about this show in a minute um <laughs> it came out in uh oh uh, well, okay uh january 2023 oh my brain misread that and said that was a year ago. And <laughs> I was like, no, that's not. It wasn't no, a year ago. No, it was fully. <laughs> well, the yeah, because we're talking. Sorry, we're talking about the anime, not the uh... the manga. Yeah. Um, or the light novel. Light novel. I, I think it's. I think it's originally a light novel. 
Um, yeah. So, do you want to do the summary for this one? Yeah, sure. Uh, this will be like fully, fully off the cuff. So, other than the fact that the main character's name is Mukoda, but so he's, it's a fantasy world, um, where they have this sort of existential threat of like a great demon king or something like that. They decide to summon a bunch of heroes. Mukoda is amongst the heroes. All the other supposedly heroic summons have like these kind of great skills. I can't really remember what it was. It was like literally just like spewed out in the first five minutes of the episode. It's just like, yeah, this person does this. This person does this. This person does this. Here's Mukoda who like seemingly does virtually nothing is soon dispatched from like the tr uh, the tribe of heroes and is just kind of wandering around like staying out of trouble which he wanted to do in the first place and um finds out that he has a interesting cook uh skill which is that he can order basically off he can basically order off like uh um Fantasy Amazon? Yeah, Fantasy Amazon, like, a, sort of like a, yeah, an, an Amazon XB that has, like, a grocery section and a bunch of other sections, and, like, he gets currency on that, like, in relationship to, like, <coughs> like, Kazunite, in relation to the certain type, I feel like it's a certain type of monsters he defeats or something like that. Like, he gets currency that's no, they just hit. translate the money into yen. Do but they? Like, yeah, but like the 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 exchange is so slanted, so that like, you know. Oh, it's uh, like basically like a fifty or seventy-five is like one in yen, but he still can like aggregate off of like monster kills. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so that's what it was. It it's just like yeah, there's like some skewed thing where it's like. It doesn't actually, like, he doesn't have to convert it when it comes to yen, but it gets tricky when he's trying to, like, like come upon resources and make money in the world. Because there are, not to jump ahead, but there's, like, moments where, like, his getting currency in the world is a surprise. So it seems like there's something about, he automatically gets the points in yen, but he still has to find a way to turn it into a real-world currency in the fantasy world. So anyway, so his absurd skill is that he can access this thing, and uh, he basically gets looped into this small band of uh, hero or adventurers to start with and finds that he can access like the, the grocery menu on this site. He receives things instantly when he orders them. He orders all these delicious things. He makes all these delicious foods. And uh, long and short of it is that, like, over the course of the series, he makes certain friends and, um, you know, found family over his ability to uh, access the site and craft really delicious, food porn worthy, like, uh, <laughs> foods. And, yeah. Wonderful, wonderful show, and and uh, hijinks ensue on the fantasy plane and uh, various tangentially related like planes over his absurd skill. Yeah, you're talking about the god plane, I, I assume. Exactly. Yeah. 
Um, I think <clears throat> the uh, where Francesco left off was like he's with this band, he's cooking for this band, um, he's kind of making like amazing food, like food that like most people don't ever get to like have, um, and he gets the allure, he lures in um, the legendary Fenrir. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, who you know, Fenrir, um, and some certain mythos is like the dog of the uh, apocalypse mm-hmm. or a wolf, rather. Um, and you know, uh, in Norse mythology, he is one of the figures that uh, arrive at the end of the world. Excuse me. Um, here he's just like you know, some badass level max level wolf creature that can talk. Um, and so Fenrir says, um. I will become your familiar if you cook me food all the time. Um, and so he makes a pact because Fenrir is really scary. Um, he doesn't really know what he gets into. Um, mm-hmm. And so then a lot of the a lot of the uh, episodes are him just cooking food about two or three times an episode um, for Fenrir um, and other people eventually. Mm-hmm. Um, and Fenrir is important because you know they're so cute together. <laughs> And I mostly, I, like, watch this, and, like, Francesca and I, like, both really like food. Um, We like to cook food, and Mm -hmm. we like to eat food. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, like, there's, like, the food aspect of it, but then also, um, uh, I don't actually know if this was true about you before, because I don't really think of you as a dog person, Francesca. Um, But one of the characters Francesca plays in League of Legends (laughs) is Warwick, and Warwick is, like, her main um essentially um and you know she's always like like that's a good dog doggy right that's what you usually say um and so somehow the mane of warwick has transcended whether she's a dog or a cat person and has and and i just like i'm like ah this is good dog content um which i don't normally think about because i am not a dog person um and so i was like francesca this anime has good food and good dog content and so Mm -hmm. that was my my lure to trap her (laughs) into watching it it fully was yeah um so yeah, yeah, that's I feel like the only other thing, um, like plot relevant detail, mm-hmm. um, um, yeah, and so it's just like a really good time, to- good time. Like this is like a um, you know, one of the things about isekais where like you're uh, summoned or reincarnated into another world is that like the character is overpowered for some reason, and the food that um, Makoto um, like cooks gives like these like wild stat bonuses you know mm-hmm. when people eat them it's like something he discovers um i think that like <clears throat> certain things in the genre they're like they realize they're broken really fast um and then others they're like slowly learning about the world and slowly learning about their abilities like being op like in context of things and this is different because he's not necessarily overpowered in the sense that um he's really strong naturally at like magic or something like that mm-hmm. he's really strong in this like um commerce way right like he can make a lot of money because like spices at a certain point it were like really expensive so mm-hmm. he's selling them some cheap ass salt and pepper and they're like how did you get salt and like such vast quantities right. you know like there's these like discrepancies on like the luxuries of kind of like a modern life like against like a fantasy medieval background right um 
that affords him like a lot of luxury kind of um, more easily than like not. Um, mm. And he's eating well. Mm-hmm. Um, my brain. My brain. Um, uh, luxuries. A lot of luxuries. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so I think that that's like part of the charm is that like you're slowly getting the world kind of like unveiled to you. Mm. Um, he is figuring out himself out in relationship to the world. And then like it has like a very simple premise to like constantly go back to, which is the food, you know? And so it's mm. great. <laughs> yeah I agree it was great <laughs> do you have like a favorite moment that you remember or like a favorite dynamic that you're really into um well of course all the moments that I really like revolved around food because this was <laughs> first and foremost like a uh, like food centric isekai to me i like to say like i was already kind of understanding that we were talking about isekai and then i had the extra layer of food so i feel like it adds to it because you know when you play a lot of isekai games or like recent isekai games in my mind like whether it's zelda or genshin impact or even like harvest moon or even like odin sphere it's like mm-hmm. the um, culinary avenue becomes an an avenue of stats and achievements <laughs> and um, um, you know a buildup of recipes and like like you go. It's like always like you go from something on a stick in front of a fire to like like consume you know it's like it has real results yeah i i think odin sphere is like such a great um example because like in odin sphere you get like experience for eating food so yeah up the animation is like super fucking pretty um you know the way they animate the food you're like oh my gosh um vanilla rare just overall is one of my favorite studios yeah absolutely i'm i'm biased um if you can get the Odin Spear remaster, it's like a remaster that gives you the original gameplay, but they also have an updated, more action-packed gameplay if you want to experience that. Um, great kind of inventory management game um, with kind of these amazing bosses. <clears throat> mm. um, yeah, and then also a good storyline with, you know, a lot of different characters you get to play as. Um, yeah. But yeah, the food in that is like really, really like scrumptious Mm -hmm. and like this is this is like one of those things where like you know he's like leading through leading you through like how to cook it almost as if you're like in a cooking show right right? um and so you're getting kind of that knowledge about it but then he's also dealing with like the real world ramifications because he's cooking things you know when he makes katsu he's using um he's using like uh whatever is the local meat from that fantasy world. Right. right? Um, One of my favorite moments in the show is kind of his, like, um, moral dilemma about eating ogres, right? Um, Mukora, when he first kills the ogres, like, (coughs) like Fenrir is like, oh, they taste fine. He's like, what the fuck? 
Right, because ogres are, like, bipedal. Yeah. There's this, like, feeling where, like, he feels like they're adjacent to, like, humans, yeah. right? Um, and so he has this, like, kind of moment of, like, being, like, this is kind of really gross. But then, like, people eat them because they, like, taste like pork, right? right? And that's, like, their source of pork. And so it's, like, it's th- those are, like, kind of the real-world ramifications that I feel like he has to, like, deal with, right. you know? Um, about being in this, like, fantasy space is that they have, like, different optics around certain things um, mm. that just don't translate to, like, where he grew up, which was modern Japan. Right. Um, and then he kind of gets lost in the sauce, you know? He's yeah. He's being like, this ogre is so good. Yeah. You know? And it's like... And it's like Black Force I, ham. <laughs> like, whatever yeah. it is. Yeah. Yeah. And I kind of love... I kind of love that. And I love that he gets to mix... Um, real world meat and then like um, fantasy meat, right? So there's the moment where he kicks he cooks the wagyu wagyu beef mm. for Fenrir, right? right? And it like Fenrir gets all the crazy stats and like goes on this like wild monster hunt. Yeah, it's racks <clears> up <throat> all these beasts that basically Mukoda ends up I think storing in his uh, everlasting like storage bag, basically his inventory that has no limit, or uh, at least a very yeah. high limit. No, there's no there's no limit. That's yeah. one of his other OP skills. He realizes that like early on that like it to have both is like he has two skills that like most people don't have two skills of. Mm. And if he like told somebody, then like they would just be like, What the fuck? Like you're OP, right? And he like wants to live like a simple life. Right. He's like, you know. He has the god. He has Fenrir as like one of his fucking right familiars because he cooks <laughs> delicious food. Yeah, um, I think the other thing that I really liked, and we like talked about this, and this is like you know, it's just the the gesture of things. There's no like actual intimacy between them, mm-hmm. but I like that Fenrir and Makoto like act like a um an old married couple. And yeah, that Fenrir is like overprotective or like really like needy sometimes. Right. <laughs> um and like you know they end up getting this like slime that they uh end up taking care of each other and they like totally play into like parental dynamics of like the slime right right and they both they both do it and it's kind of like just like done for like humors and humor's sake um but it's like very very cute Mm. um yeah which, like, we all know Sui's probably going to become a human at some point, but... We'll see, <laughs> or a humanoid. For now, <clears throat> yeah, for, for now, for now we'll appreciate Sui as the... And Sui <laughs> also is, like, such a little, like, gourmet. Yeah, and, but also, well, Sui is the product of both um, the parents, right? Right. Like, it is, like, a battle-hungry, like, battle-crazed, like... <laughs> like a little Goku. Like yeah, eating Goku, oh, or... well Goku. Oh well, no, yeah, you mean little Goku. Yeah, right? yeah. I mean original Dragon Ball. Yeah, <laughs> and and actually now that I say that I'm like, in you know it's like it's like there's something about like food in manga that like good maybe or I shouldn't say good mangaka, but like there are certain series that like subtly emphasize food in a way mm-hmm. that I feel like fully has informed my aesthetics. Because, like, Miyazaki, a lot of Miyazaki films have, like, some sort of food scene that, like, it's a drawing, but it makes it makes the aesthetic around the item, like, 
wonderful, whether or not that's ramen in like... Um... Oh, ponyo? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, ramen and ponyo. The, the, uh, the like, food market in um, Spirit Away. Spirit Away, yeah. Yeah, so, like, Miyazaki has had, like, or actually, and the breakfast scene in Howl's Moving Castle when there's they have the eggs and the bacon. Yeah, yeah. So, it's like, Japanese animation has a very specific place in the American market, I feel like, because, you know, obviously, Miyazaki has a huge place. And those were so influential, I feel like, around here. Mm-hmm. And then you add on to that, like, just sort of, like, cooking shows in general and the pop culture around, like, home ec aesthetics. Mm-hmm. And then you have, like, like survivalist culture. Right. So I feel like the things that an isekai food-centric anime could do in that kind of melting pot are um exponentially larger than the idea itself like it's it's kind of stupid how like much this thing does for the 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 ideas that it comes from you know what i mean yeah yeah totally yeah it's 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 such a stupendous show in that way yeah it's like a superb example of kind of like this amalgamation right Um, exactly Yeah, it definitely has, like, really good humor moments. Yeah. I think um, one of the things I was thinking about, and I also generally like, right, is that um, uh, Makoto, like, basically, um, like, you know, when he's learning magic, he realizes that he can do, like, fire magic and earth magic. Right. And he, like, eventually gets introduced to the air goddess, or the wind goddess, who um, has blessed um, Fenrir, Mm -hmm. right? And that's one of Fenrir's moments of pride. Um, also, really briefly, the fucking when he bathes Fenrir for like the first time right. in a long time. Such a cute episode. Um, or like end of an episode. But anyway, um, you know, and like, so he like starts like praying to the goddess for like a minor, like, um, you know, a minor goddess uh, blessing mm-hmm. um, in exchange for like pastries. Mm-hmm. And I like, like, and then you find out that there's more goddesses. And so like, in narratively they're like the fire and earth goddess are like oh we should bless you because like you're really um like you have an affinity to us and i like that like i like when um especially isekais they like incorporate like game elements like as natural knowledge and Mm. so you're not necessarily getting like an info dump right Mm. but it's like acknowledging like the setting and like what's at play Mm. um and one of those things that I like to see acknowledge is like elemental stuff. You mm. know what I mean? Like if you're gonna have the underpinnings of elemental magic, um, it excites the nerd in me to like know when someone's like more proficient in right. one versus the other. You know what are their natural leanings to? Yeah. Um, and that like, and I, and and it goes back to like his limits as a character, right? Like even though he has really powerful. Um, minions like he's not like i know every magic right like that's not that's not like where his development needs to like stay in right you know? um and he is learn, and he does learn magic at like a kind of like slow enforced pace right um, Fenrir forces him into some dungeons which is great content um Fenrir's like you better defend yourself uh, except not really but whatever mm-hmm. <laughs> i'll never let you die because you want to cook food for me um <clears throat> But 
I just like like how those things are incorporated and then also used for jokes, right? Like everyone just kind of calling him at a moment's notice for like their like goods, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. There's like where I am I? Where are my more. weekly offering? Right. Yeah. <laughs> I deserve more sweets. I deserve more this. You know. Like I'm giving um, you blessings. Yeah, you better. You better give me back. Give me what I what I'm owed. Mm-hmm. Um. And it's just, like, yeah, these are, like, the kind of elements I feel like that are in, like, a really kind of, like, lived world. And I, like, want to see more, you know? Like, in these kind of isekai, like, genre stuff, especially in light novels, you know, like, he's going to eventually get more familiars, right? Like, it's just, like, there can't... Like, that is the way in which progress is sometimes made, is that, like, the party just gets bigger and bigger until, like, the plot kind of finally comes into the forefront, Mm. you know, for some of these light novels. Mm. And so I'm just like, who's next? You know, it can't just be the two of them. There has to be somebody else to switch up the dynamic, you know? Um, Mm. Even though the dynamic of the three of them is precious and adorable. Right. It's just, that's what people want. They want things to, like, feel like they're changing over time as, like, stakes happen, so... Hmm. <clears throat> I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't disagree with you. I, I feel like this might be an interesting segue into the, into the other item on the menu. Okay. Yeah. Do you want me to do the summary before you continue your thought? Sorry. Yeah. No. Please do. Um. So at Francesca's uh, suggestion, well. We'll switch. We'll switch the team. Um, <clears throat> Bafuri. Um, I don't want to get hurt, so I maxed out defense. Season two features um, a young girl who um, decides to start a new online game um, at the at, at um, her friend's suggestion. Um, she ends up creating a, a, a an avatar uh, called Maple. Um, and when she's picking kind of her class and her stats, she decides, just like the title says, that she doesn't want to get hurt. And so she maxes out defense. And so this is supposed to be um, the shenanigans of um, the shenanigan-filled adventures of the uh, the uh, maxed out defense character who uh, ends up getting a whole bunch of absurd skills just by like the logics of the, the illogics of, like, the way she thinks about stuff. Right. Um, and so season one kind of just, like, features them going through the world and its updates and the kind of, like, big kind of content events because um, they have, like, you know, guild events and this kind of stuff, and she forms a guild. Um, and then season two just continues more of the shenanigans. Um, and so the her, the, her best friend who she plays she wanted to play the game with is sally and so it's maple and sally um her guild is maple tree and then there's the other countless characters that exist in that world right yeah so you were talking about how the main duo and kind of the entourage are similar from um campfire cooking and bafuri yeah, well, just in that, like, um, when we're talking about, so the isekai thing is really the overlap. And uh, within the isekai thing, I suppose, or, you know, relatedly or overlappably or whatever, it's uh, a deuterogamous, deuterogamous, du- two main characters who yes. are uh, symbiotically related, I would say, 
on a non-goggle level. And on a goggle level, I would say, yo, they ain't married, though. Yeah. And, um... Both of them. Yeah, yeah. Like, either pair is, like, basically tied to the hip and, like, uh, uh, latched at the finger. Left finger. Left ring finger. Anyway, so... Like, they're basically two married couples who adopt either, like, various found families and hijinks ensue at this point. And, like, there's a deep familial, like, kind of theme going on. And, like, uh, the familial theme ends up relating to the two protagonists in that they're, like, put into this parental role of, like, mama and papa sort of thing. Yeah, totally. Um, Yeah, they both are. Yeah. That's the overlap. I suppose this would be a good time to, like, just talk about Bofuri for a minute because it's not really completely, like, synonymous, so. I mean, well, in Bofuri, like, the game mechanics are different. I guess mm-hmm. I could talk about that. Yeah. Um, so in Bofuri, you either, like, complete, like, random quests to get skills or by, like, doing the same thing, you get skills. And so Maple, who, like, is new to... She's supposed to represent someone who's, like, new to video games and so it's like um exempt from like video game logic right Right. um and so like decides things based off her like her own kind of like free will um and just like uh creative decision making right because she doesn't know the limits of like what a game could be so like one of the things that she does really early on is she like discovers I don't remember why she eats them, but she, like, decides to eat something, and she realizes it, had like, tastes kind of good, and so she just starts, like, eating. She's, like, the the way, this I guess this is a similarity in this, um, the way that she, like, kind of begins, like, her overpoweredness is, like, she just, like, eats her way out of it. Yeah. You know? And so, like, she, like, gets, first she gets bomb resistances and poison resistances this way, and she, like, she just keeps getting, like, these defensive resistances, because, like, the more you engage with that thing, and it's really hard for her to take damage in the beginning early levels, because literally she maxed all her points of defense, that, like, she just, um, you know, she just, like, gains these things based off of just, like, the way the system gets skills. Right. And then, and then, like, you know, she, like, she kind of has this, like, um, she has, like, a kind of competitive urge with, like, herself, right? So she's not really competing with others, but she, like, wants to do, like, her best. So, like, you know, she, like, ends up taking this dungeon on her own, and then, like, you know, at a certain point, she's like, oh, I can just eat the fucking dungeon boss. And, like, (laughs) she just does these, like, things that are, like, really funny. And so, like, when she eats the dungeon boss, she, like, slowly begins her descent into, like, grossly overpowered. Um, and, like, the game developers attempt to create content that specifically targets her or is supposed to be difficult and, like, trying to deal with this kind of conundrum that is, like, um, the beast that is Maple and her creative gameplay mm. Yeah, and then she, her... her um, her deuterogenist or whatever um is uh sally who's actually like really expert at games and is like the foil to maple in a lot Mm -hmm. of ways so like sally um actually has these kind of you know ridiculous like game reflexes and she like um is like a kind of pro gamer and so Mm -hmm. you have someone who's like 
always kind of impressed and enthralled by this like gaming beginner and like the creative imagination that she does um and that also just kind of sparks a lot of joy with like her mm-hmm. and these two are definitely you know you don't have to put the yuri goggles on a lot to see that they are a couple right <laughs> they're good they friends are. they are they are very good friends um and like you know i think uh just talking about season one really briefly i feel like you know the beginning was kind of so nice because it was so pure and then like as like more ensemble casts came together it kind of felt like the the magic of like the beginning kind of felt lost and season two feels like a return to form where like you kind of get like more personal narratives and fleshing out of the ensemble cast but you also get more maple and sally time and like they're like the most important you know Mm. they're the true heart of that series yeah i agree i um well i like what you said about sparking joy in relation to sally and maple to go back to that idea yeah yeah Actually, I think that's, like, another point of overlap between these two series. Because, like, between the two characters on either side, you see, like, both of them happy about some mutual thing that ends up being central to the story. And in um, Campfire Cooking, it's sort of, it's the cooking aspect. It's the sort of, like being out and existing in the world because like Mukoda like basically is hell bent on staying alive meaning to some degree he like starts off with this feeling of mortality and like his fear of mortality and so like the series is sort of driven on like a joie de vivre kind of angle and like I think that that adds to the enjoyment of the food because that kind of like atomistic vision of enjoyment aggregates in this fantasy world into being able to make familiars out of legendary beasts and like random fucking jellies that he like raises <laughs> into mean motherfuckers. So like yeah. it, it it's like kind of weirdly like a, he has like a, like the series is kind of like the snowball effect that comes out of, a desire to survive and yeah. kind of like latches on this food idea, which is like so core to like survivalist sensibilities and something that I think isekais have banked on in various capacities. And then you take it into Bofuri where we're not talking about food anymore, but we're talking about some kind of survival. And like you mentioned with Maple, her ability is that, like, she has such high shield stats that she ends up kind of, like, wearing down the opponent to the point that she can eat them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and has become able to eat them at higher stats than they were because she's so strong in her shield stats at this point that she can just, yeah. like, eat something when it's weak enough. And, like, gets this enjoyment out of consuming things on on the food level but then on the deuterogamous like the two main character level her and sally share this appreciation this true joy of the gaming world they're in 
and then they just like draw in people who have a similar sensibility into their own house slash make friends of other houses who are also there for like just the joy of gaming. And so on either end, what I'm saying is that like, actually it's, it's wonderful that you pointed that out because I think you pointed out like sort of like the mutual joyousness in otherness that these two shows rejoice in, in a way that um, doesn't come with like the hanging sort of Damocles of like, who's gonna, are we going to bury our gaze or, or what? Right. Yeah. Yeah. And like, um, and it's like probably why like we both like really enjoyed them, right? Right. Um, yeah, because I introduced Shield Girl to Francesca the last time you visited California. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't remember why you were here. Were you just here for my birthday? No. Uh, that might visiting? have overlapped, but I think I was definitely there to like visit and say hi. Yeah. yeah. Mostly, I um, didn't have any other business other than being there for your, yeah to say hi. Right. Um. And. Yeah, and I there was a couple anime that I made Francesca watch, um, and there is an anime that I watched and response, um, <laughs> uh, and Shield Girl was one of them. Um, the other one was Mirai Nikki, um, if you don't remember. Um, uh, but what I was gonna say is, um, yeah, one of the things uh, going back to just Maple and uh, Sally. <clears throat> um, one of the things I really like about uh, this season is just, like, all the dates that they do together and just, like, being, like, we haven't spent enough time together, so, like, we need to, like, have, like, our one-on-one time. Like, I love that um, from a Yuri, like, you know, from the goggles being on perspective, but also just from, like, a just a tender friendship level. Right. Because, right? like, romantic relationships can be embedded in uh, friendship. Totally. And so, like... Um, you know, like, it was just, like, we haven't, we've been are doing our own thing, and we haven't hung out, and we need to, you know? And, like, there's this one event that they do where you ha- they have to fight this tower, and they're, like, you know, um, they decide that the two of them are going to take it out on their own because they, like, haven't had enough time to, like, do something challenging together, mm-hmm. you know? And it's, like, there's just so much opportunity for them to like spend alone time and like be cool and badass together that's just like really heartwarming because i feel like that's like one of the things that i really latched on to in the show and it's not like the ensemble cast isn't like great or like uh, they don't bring any kind of joy it's just that like the true heart of it is that when those two get to have time being the dynamic duo um having a shot where sally is carrying a uh, maple bridal at some point you know right. <laughs> these are the things <laughs> that make the show what it is and they're just being totally um, normal about it like yeah cool we defeat the monster isn't that wonderful yeah, yeah, they're like, they're like, she's like, oh no, Maple's falling, and she's so slow because she has no agility stats that I, I have to save her because my agility is so high, <laughs> um, and it's just like stuff like that. Like it's she just would like, survive you know, the fall. It's really nothing, but you're doing it. Right. <laughs> remember, I think there's this scene this season where they're like. Where she's like, do you want me to give you a piggyback ride? It's been a while. It's like when they were first adventuring, like that's like, and like they weren't as like broken and overpowered. Like that's how they got around, right? right? Like it was like remembering the things that like made the early game like fun, even though that they're like, you know, one of the most, they are like the one of the top tier players. Right. right? Um, 
Because essentially, like, Maple's, like, Maple just made a harem out of, like, everybody. Right. Um, <laughs> essentially. Maple said, you're my, you're my, uh, you're my arch nemesis. How about we're friends? Right. And there is, there is a little bit of food stuff, but it's just not the same way. Because, like, you can have food in the other game, and they talk about it where it tastes really good, but, like, it doesn't give them any calories. Mm-hmm. So she likes to do food things with the, with me. Chan, the fire the fire girl oh really and then they yeah she like go, they go to cafes and like sweet stuff together and then there's that scene where like i think um sally like takes maple kind of on a date and they like go eat this like thing that's like really hard to do and then there's like fireworks but i think that's season one um so there are but it's not as essential as um campfire cooking of course no one's like being like this is how we make cake it's right. like it's just like there's here's no cake. like rest like <laughs> cooking segment like cooking with dog yeah yeah exactly um but yeah um so good and then i think another so in season one of um before we, um basically uh maple and sally they fight this like intense boss that like they shouldn't have even found or something um and they end up beating it very epically like the two of them and like you know through like kind of like plot armor convenience but like mm-hmm. it's fine like that's you know they're the main heroes um, right and like and like sometimes they do get pushed back to the limits and like they do they deserve like that power up and when the moment happens but um they get these two familiars maple gets a turtle um and Sally gets a little uh, kitsune um, or fox. Um, and so, like, these are the familiars they got. And so um, this was, like, kind of, like, the pre-familiars um, mm. before they decided to, like, uh, make it so that anyone could get one familiar. Um, and so part of season two is they're, like, at, like, the sixth world or something, whatever update they needed to be at right. and everyone can get a familiar and so everyone in the cast gets an animal companion and it is very cute who everyone gets right <laughs> yeah um, it's a nice segment yeah you know that's my favorite thing yeah like oh there can only be one you know i uh, people like uh like certain ones are more rare than others and you have to do kind of like intense things to get them Mm -hmm. there's all these like notions of of like quest chains that are going on so like certain characters they have to like discover this like obscure quest chain and get like the familiar that they want to get and so well yeah yeah i would i would interject us to say like even though you're saying i agree (laughs) like the the rarities were variable like it's the nice thing was that like everyone's quest for their animal seemed appropriate to their person. Like they were all like really interested in the quest and then like pleased with the choice. Yeah. 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 I thought that was nice. It was just like a nice touch. Just like nobody was disappointed, but in their own ways, like on their various like power ratings, they were satisfied. Yeah. 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 Um, and even, and even maple and fucking, um, Sally gets to like like level like level up there. Right. They get to evolve essentially, right. um, and evolution as possible because um, they've spent so much time. Right. Um, I also just love that like whenever they get like summoned, it's the Pokeball sound. Right. Because <laughs> they're like, this is Pokemon, but it's not Pokemon. Right. XP. <laughs> um, 
Yeah. Um, are there other things that we want to talk about for um, Bafuri? Um, specifically, I mean, just in case we haven't mentioned it previously on this iteration, of course you should watch season one. <laughs> it's great. Yeah, it's great don't, anime. Don't start at season two. Yeah, <laughs> like Bofuri is a great show, and um, this was a wonderful season. We just happened to like attach it to another show for the similarities of the second season, but of course, season, yeah, season one is great. You should really check it out if you haven't already. Please yeah. do. And it's like one of those things where I think that like. Um, Light novels and isekai, they're really, like, they end up often being centered around, like, certain kind of wish fulfillment, right? Um, like, someone snowballing into OP-ness, and they end up with, like, four wives suddenly. Mm. That's, like, some isekais, right? Mm. And, like, both of these shows, they feel like, you know, um, <clears throat> it's a reminder of, like, what, like, I think what you said before, it's a reminder of, like, what gives you joy, right? right? And so they're fun shows, and, like, they're lighthearted shows, because like the the narrative is like what is fun for these characters right and it's cooking for this other one and like a certain kind of luxury a luxurious style um obtaining it slowly and then the other one is kind of like the joy of gaming you know and so like we're we're not introducing these shows which is also why we like grouped them together to like be like there's something life like changing in the way that it's gonna like heal trauma while you watch the show. Right. Like, if it does, that's great for you, but like probably not. You know, like this is these are shows that are like lighthearted, um, and what they're trying to do, and they're really just there for like the ride and for the characters. Right. Yeah. Well, um. we should also say that like campfire cooking deeply meat heavy. Like not for the vegetarian or vegan. Like not at all. Oh yeah. Or the pescatarian. Like uh. Uh-uh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fenrir, Fenrir is a carnival. Yeah, you will have a, no catharsis here. Yeah, she's a omnivore. But yeah. Yes, yes, that is a very good thing to add. Yeah, <laughs> show is very like meat heavy. Yeah. I mean, we just we did bring up the ogre thing, we so did, like, I feel yeah. like you should you should know by now. But also just to say, like, by the way, yeah. it's not okay. Just in case that's not your gig. Just in case you're not it's at definitely your gig. not your gig. Um, and then what I'm going to do randomly, mm-hmm. um, is I'm going to suggest like another anime that's kind of like maybe similar to these things, but it's different, mm-hmm. um, which I don't think we've talked about, but it feels like a good, like, um, capstone. Mm-hmm. I think another sh- show that's just like, kind of like brings joy is called Heavenly. Oh, nope. no, nope. 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 Heaven's Design Team. I was about to say a different anime, oh. which is completely different and way more intense. Oh, shit. Whoops. Um, Heaven's Design Team. So Heaven's Design Team is um, these angels are given tasks by God to make an animal. And so God could be like, I want an animal that does X, Y, and Z. And then the the, the angels of Heaven's Design Team have to like figure it out. Mm. Um, they end up being named after like the planets Mm -hmm. right um so you know it's like jupiter sun and whatever whatever um and that's really fun because basically it's this anime where like they're designing animals but you like don't know what the outcome is Mm -hmm. but you can kind of maybe figure out what the outcome is and then you're also getting like weird animal facts about animals Mm -hmm. you know because it's like 
the way that they're designing them is like kind of talking about like the failures of the design and like how to make it better you know so you could be watching it and be like ooh I think this is definitely going to be a giraffe based on like what you're like talking about you know um and then there's also kind of like lightheartedness and like fun like throughout it um yeah there's like a we like it could be on the list i just like didn't think about it there's a very interesting uh queer character on the show um who i adore and i love how it's like treated but um i mostly just suggesting it because i feel like we're giving you like food options and like this is like for the animal like nature documentary lovers right heaven's design team heaven's design team yeah i don't watch a lot of nature documentaries but I will if it's an anime. Uh. <laughs> embarrassing. Embarrassing on me. Is it? Um, okay, so do you have anything else to say about um, either of the shows? Either way, it always makes me hungry. Oh, yes, yes, <laughs> wow. Way to remind us at the very end. If you decide to watch um, Campfire Cooking, please make sure you are eating while you're watching right. it. <laughs> or that you ate. Yeah, this was just like a kind of like lighthearted talk about the two of them, and I feel like we should just wrap things up at this point. Wait, you didn't um, have any final thoughts on the series? Uh, I mean, I think I hit all the things that I really enjoyed, right? Fair, like, fair. I love familiar stuff. I talked about that. Okay. Um, we're, we're weirdly, I will point this out. Maple has a lot of broken OP, um, powers. Right. And we didn't talk about any of them. No. Um, <laughs> this is weirdly maybe like the most spoiler free of like, like we said some spoilery stuff, but like, yeah. It's true. Just like know that, just know that she has a lot of power ups. Yeah. And she goes through a lot of transformations. Right. And, She's like, yeah. Her aesthetic is black red and like it goes places. If you haven't seen the series, watch the whole thing. Yeah. And then you'll get where we're saying, like, oh, we skipped a bunch of shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we definitely did. Um this is this is like weirdly like maybe our like closest thing to like an ad for just like two things yeah. that we like liked. Yeah. Um it's true. But yeah, no, I don't I don't think I have anything. Okay. I think that they're both fun shows and Yeah, it's cute. Yeah. Um so uh, I guess this like uh, this is two things. Um, one is um, we usually on Spotify the app um, have a what a, a poll. <laughs> right. <laughs> so so we're gonna do a poll for this episode. It's my turn um, to be under the microscope of a poll. I have like two separate thoughts, but I think one is easier than the other. If okay. that makes sense. Or one one can segue to another thing. Okay. So and I feel like I've asked it before, which is really just mean I just whenever I have the opportunity, I just like ask it again. Mm-hmm. That is what it is. Mm-hmm. So for the poll, we are going to use Campfire Cooking's world. Um and you know, based off of all the episodes you've maybe heard me speak, what element or uh, can you pick multiple things? Can you do multi-choice on your polls? I, maybe. We'll see. We'll see if we can do multi-choice. If not, you only have to choose one. Um, 
or maybe we'll have one that says combination and then you just like won't do it but it'll be what element do you think i am out of fire water air and earth um, if it's multi-choice if you can do multiple options then you can pick as many as you want if you can't then we will have a multi-choice option that would just be a mystery oh um, wait this is the question yeah damn with the poll damn well, I don't, cause you can, you can't, you can only have like six things on it. Right? My so my question would like... have been like, what campfire uh -huh. cooking item would we feed Brandon to uh, build affinity oh. points? Wow! <laughs> Wait, that one's so much more fun. Yeah, we can do that one. Okay. An elemental question. An elemental okay. question will come again. Yeah, for affection points, you want to build up my friendship yeah. in the game. Interesting. Are you gonna look through the recipes? I mean, yes, I will, I will find a, I'm going to find like a, because like there's a only a certain number. I'm going to, I'm going to find the ones that I think would work first. And unfortunately that might be skewed because I might get it wrong. Yeah, so. it's fine. Okay. That, that's always an option. Okay. Um, this is exciting. Okay. A question I was not prepared for. Um, we love, we love this turn of events. Um, and then... <clears throat> The other thing, which I'm pretty sure I've asked this question similar to this, um, is you can always email us what familiar do you think that I or Francesca would have um, based off of, you know, their, their, their shows with familiars in both of them, um, but more based off of um, the world of Bifuri. Um And you can email us your responses at... <gasps> My God, you did it. Okay, yeah, you can do that at bfgpod at gmail.com um, and you can also if you don't want to answer that specific question you just need to remember that we do take requests we have not gotten a request as far as I know um, well, as far as I know yeah <laughs> um, I well it's funny I was somewhere and someone was like oh how do I get you to like talk about something on your podcast and I said you can email me right <laughs> At the at the link that I mentioned at the end of every episode, okay, well, and I said, like, "Wait, what?" They they like thought of this like like strange way where they were like, "Do I have to get make my own podcast to like make you talk about something?" And I said, "No, no, no. I'm the podcaster. Right. Like, I have the email. Right. We respond. Um, you can... We're not inhuman. I mean, even if we were, we could still respond. But you know, we actually yeah. will respond and respond. Yeah." Yeah, we'll either be like, no, we're not doing that. Um, right. Or we'll be like, yeah, what, we're going to do it. You can also flirt. You can flirt with Brandon. I'll pass it on. I mean, I will pass on the letter. I'm not reciting it, but yeah. Hilarious. <laughs> um, any who's. Um, yeah, I think that's all the time for today. Thanks for talking about with us for uh, these two shows that we uh, we just really like. And hopefully you watch it. Um, mm -hmm. And if you did, let us know. Yeah. Um, I'd love to hear about it. I always love recommending anime mm. uh, and someone actually watching it. Right. <laughs> the payoff, the reward. <laughs> it makes me really happy because mm. I watch a lot of stuff and I don't get to talk about it with a lot of people. Right. Anywho, um, yeah, have a good day. Mm. Bye. Later. Bye.